Good morning, everybody. It is so good to see you. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Roxanne. Hi, my mom. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Sandra. Hey, I see there's a couple of prayer requests coming through. We are going to pray for those at the end of the service. But wow, it is good to be here this morning. I know you might not be in the room with us, but I'm still very thankful for technology and that we can gather online. We are with family today. If it's your first time, again, welcome. You're part of the family. You belong already. And hi, my name's Karen, if you don't know me. And it's a huge privilege and honor to get to speak to you today. I just want to shout out our amazing leaders, Pastor Roy and Chris, because they are incredible. And yes, give it up. Just claps. Pastor Roy and Chris, we love you guys so much. We're so thankful for you. And I just want to say thanks for this opportunity to speak because I'm excited about it. I've like got so much energy right now. If you see me shaking, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even that nervous. I'm just like, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Um, so today we are continuing in our Retrofit Your Prayer Life series. Frank spoke an awesome word last week, and I'm kind of continuing in the same passage that he used last week. We're going to continue in that today. But we are part four. There's people commenting. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Roxanne. My small group girls. They're amazing. One of my small group girls is behind the camera. Small group's great, everybody. Um, so today we are week four. Who has been blessed by this series, who has been challenged by this series. Yes, it's a great series. I have, um, yeah, just had lots of revelation and inspiration about my personal prayer life. But today, I'm going to give you three questions. So I hope you've got your notebooks ready or your um, downloadable notes from online. I even gave you fill in the blanks for those of you who like that sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope you've got some notes. Hope you've got your Bible. But before we get into it, I'm going to pray because that's what we do. And I really want this morning to just be full of the Holy Spirit and not full of me because we need the Holy Spirit. We don't need more of Karen Brink. So let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for your incredible presence. God, thank you that you are with us wherever we are. God, thank you that you're with every person on their couch, in their kitchen, in their car, wherever they may be. God, you are with us. You hear us. You see us. God, and I just pray that every word that's spoken this morning, God, would just be you. God, I just pray that you'd use whatever I've prepared, God, and that you would speak to people. And God, I thank you that you hear that prayer and you answer that prayer. God, I just pray blessing over everyone. I pray against distraction right now that we would tune into what you want to say. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Oh, you guys are awesome. So when I was a kid, little itty-bitty Karen, I loved sleepovers with my friends. They were always something that I really looked forward to. Um, and so there was this one time when I had planned to go over to my friend Ashley's house. And we had planned, you know, the specific day, specific time when her and her mom were going to come pick me up at my house. So I'm like jazzed. I'm excited. My bags are packed. They're by the door. And you know when you're a kid and you have to wait for something and it just takes forever? So I'm like counting down the minutes. And I'm like, when is, is it almost time? I'm like, mom, is it time for them to come? No, not yet. You got to wait a bit longer. So I'm like watching the clock. And at the time we lived in like a two-story house and we had a living room upstairs with windows that overlooked the driveway. So where do you think I was? <laughs> I was on the couch, nose to the window. And I'm like, just waiting for this car to pull in. I'm going to go to my friend's house. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a great time. I can't wait. And so I'm like sitting there and I'm watching the clock. I'm like, oh, it's almost time. It's almost time. It's almost time. And then I'm like, oh, it's the time. They're supposed to come. They're supposed to be here. I'm looking out 
looking down the driveway, and there's no car. And I'm like, what's the deal? Like, this was the time. This was the plan. I'm so excited. Why aren't they here yet? Again, I'm a kid, and it's like one second past when they're supposed to be here, and I'm like disappointed already. Um, and so I'm like, why aren't they here? Why aren't they here? And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And then it occurs to me, being a good Christian kid, I should just ask Jesus. <laughs> so I like turn away from the window, close my eyes, fold my hands, and I'm like, Jesus, I just pray that my friend would arrive really soon. <laughs> and I open my, my, my eyes, and I turn to the window, and there is a red car in the driveway. And somehow, my friend and her mom are like already at our door. And I was like, God, you answer prayer. <laughs> and so, okay, that's kind of maybe a bit of a silly story to you. But honestly, for me, that was a moment in my childhood when I had the revelation that God you answer prayer. You hear me, and you answer prayer. And today, we are talking about how God answers prayer. And I just believe it's going to be powerful for people this morning. You're going to, like, leave this message and be super pumped to go talk to your Heavenly Father. So I hope you're ready. I hope you're excited. We're going to open our Bibles. Who's got their Bible? Does anyone have, like, your physical paper Bible? I have a huge blue Bible, and I love it. Um, we're going to turn to Luke 11, which again, this is what Frank used last week when he talked about the Lord's Prayer and this model prayer. And we're going to actually just go to a few verses down to verse number nine. I'm going to give you a quick second to turn there. Luke 11. For those of you who are new to your beautiful Bible, just go to like the back half, the back quarter and find Luke. So Luke 11, verse nine, this is Jesus speaking. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So again, I have three questions for you when we're talking about how God answers prayer. And my first question for you, are you ready? For some of you, this is going to be like, I know this. For some of you, this is going to be like brand new inspiration. The first question is, are you asking? <laughs> so again, me as a child, and look, this is my personal story. This is my personal revelation. But for me as a child, I could have just like sat there, stared out the window waiting for my friend. But I decided to open my mouth and ask. And I saw an answer. And I just want to encourage you this morning. Sometimes you need to ask. And for some of us, again, some of us, maybe we know this, but for some of us, we need to be reminded. You got to actually open your mouth and ask. It was so funny. So, you know, during lockdown and COVID, I'm so thankful for technology. So I've been just messaging with a lot of my friends. And one of them, one of my good friends, she messaged me and she was like, hey, there's just like this situation going on. Can you just give me your input? And so I'm like, okay, cool. And I like, pray about it. I'm like thinking about all this stuff to say. And I send her this long like speech bubble. Do you guys ever do that where you send someone a message and it's just like forever long? And so I did that. And I'm like about to walk away from my phone. And then I just had this idea. And I text her this tiny little speech bubble and it says, oh, and maybe pray about it. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of funny. That's like the last thing I thought about. Well, later, she messaged back, and she's like, hey, thank you so much for, like, giving your input, for telling me what you thought. She's like, honestly, the most powerful thing that you said to me 
was telling me to pray about it. <laughs> and I was like, man, like how often is it where we're worrying about something, we're thinking about something, we're processing something out loud, which we're allowed to do those things. But why don't we just ask? Why don't we just bring it again to our good heavenly father who wants to answer, who wants to hear? But we have to ask. We have to open our mouth and ask. I want to jump back to Luke 11, if you've still got your Bible open. And there's this part kind of in between the passages we've read where Jesus tells a story. I love story time with Jesus. It's the best. So this is right after Jesus has taught his disciples to pray. And we're reading from verses 5 to 10. I'm going to use the Passion Translation, which is kind of just like poetic and a little more simple. Um, So here it is. Verse 5, then Jesus gave this illustration. Imagine what would happen if you were to go to one of your friends in the middle of the night and pound on his door and shout, please, do you have some food you can spare? A friend just arrived at my house unexpectedly and I have nothing to serve him. Oh, have you ever been in a situation like that? Probably not during lockdown, but just imagine. I've got nothing to serve him. But your friend says, why are you bothering me? The door's locked and my family and I are all in bed. Do you expect me to get up and give you our food? But listen, because of your shameless impudence, other translation says, because of your shameless audacity, even though it's the middle of the night, your friend will get up out of his bed and give you all that you need. Ready for this? So it is with your prayers. Again, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll discover. Knock on heaven's door, and it will one day open for you. Every persistent person will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently, there's a theme here, (laughs) will one day find an open door. And so some of you maybe need to be reminded you need to ask. Some of you maybe need to be reminded to ask again. And maybe we don't like this one as much, but it's telling us here there's something about being persistent and bringing your request over and over again. So I just encourage you, you got to ask, you got to be persistent. Second question, ready? What are you asking for? So we've learned we need to ask, but what are we asking for? Again, a little story about messaging with one of my friends, a very inspirational friend of mine. And she just said to me, what would it be like if over the next six months, for example, all of us prayed something along the lines of, God, what are you doing and how can I partner with you to make it happen? God, what are you doing And how can I partner with you to make it happen? And man, (laughs) that was like, oh, that kind of slapped me across the face. I was like, man, there's, there's a lot of times when I just pray for what I want. And there's nothing wrong with that. Always bring your request to God. Bring what you're asking God for to him. He loves to hear us. But even as Frank shared last week about we need to pray, God, your kingdom come. How often do I just pray, God, my kingdom come. I want this, I want this, I want that. But I'm not thinking about, God, actually, what's on your heart? And again, I want to jump back to, like, I think it was, like, week one, and Pastor Roy was saying prayer is a conversation with God. 
a simple conversation with God. But the thing about the word conversation, it, it is, is it's two-way, which means sometimes maybe we need to stop and actually listen. God, what do, you, what do you have on your heart for today? What do you want to accomplish, and how can I be a part of making that happen? And, you know, have you ever had it where you have something really exciting to say? So you have some, like, really exciting news, right? And all you want to do is go tell your best friend about it. And so you go figure out where your best friend is, and you, like, run into the room, and you're, like, you're like so excited to say this, but before you can get a word in, all of a sudden your friend is like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. You know, like my car won't start. Can you please, like, would you be able to help me with that? And like, I don't know what to cook for dinner. And like, I've got all this stuff going on with the kids and blah, 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 blah. And they're just like pouring out this list of like requests and ideas and all their problems. But you have something so exciting that you just can't wait to tell them. And I know maybe it's not the same, But just imagine, I just feel like God is up to things that are so exciting, and he cannot wait to tell us. But how often do we just sort of run in, and we're like, this is all my stuff. Okay, bye. See you tomorrow. (laughs) And look, I'm guilty of this too, so I'm like preaching to myself here. But I just want to encourage us, like, what are you praying for? And how are you partnering with God? Again, back to week one, how Pastor Roy used the story of Esther and how we are partnering with Father God in what he wants to do. And so again, bring your requests, bring the things that you want, bring everything to him, but it's a conversation. So make sure you're listening too, because he's got exciting things to tell you, such exciting things to tell you. Okay, Luke 11, again, are you sensing a theme? I just, Luke 11 is the place to be today. Um, I'm going to jump to verse 11 says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give you whatever you want? (laughs) Is that what it says? Wait, is that what it says? Wait, wait, wait. Let's check. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Look, I read that, and I was, like, fully anticipating. Just honest moment here when I was preparing. I was like, it's just going to say it's going to give us whatever we want. And then I was like, whoa, no. He's going to give us the Holy Spirit. In small group recently, thanks, thanks, Frank. Appreciate that, appreciate that. <laughs> um, this is, side note, this is the first time I'm preaching live on a Sunday morning, and I'm super pumped about it. I'm not, it's not like a pre-recorded video. Anyway, sorry, sidetracked. <laughs> so I love there's people in the room. Um, but yeah, he's going to give us the Holy Spirit. And I had a moment with, um, I was messaging with my small group girls, and I just had this like feeling throughout the week. I was like, man, I just feel like there's people like small group and outside small group that just need peace. Like there's just like a restlessness or whatever. They just need peace. They just need joy. And so I was like, okay, God, like more peace, more joy. And then I was like, wait a second. God, you are like the personification of peace. Like you are love. You are joy. And like, you you don't just provide, you are provider. You don't just heal, you are healer. And I kind of had this revelation where I was like, you know what, if there's any area in my life where I just need more peace, I actually just need to invite more of the Holy Spirit and more of God into my circumstance and into my world. And I was like, 
man, like God is our good father, right? This is what this passage is talking about. It's like, like you think you're a good father on earth, but God is like so much better than that. He knows what we need and he just knows everything about us. And so he knows that everything we need is already in him. And that just kind of hit me. It was like, oh my goodness, like I just need to invite more of you, God. And you know that's, that's all that I'm going to need. So what are you asking for? It's a conversation and God knows exactly what we need. He's so good, isn't he? I love Jesus. <laughs> all right, so are you asking? First question. What are you asking for? And the last question, I'm excited about this one. Are you receiving? Oh, this is a fun one. <laughs> Sometimes a hard one, but mostly a fun one. So Christmas as a kid was a magical time. It was wonderful. Um, I am the youngest of seven kids, so there was a lot of family around, a lot of siblings and stuff. And I think a highlight for me was like opening gifts on Christmas Day, it's just like super excited. And so the anticipation would just build and build. And, and you know, weeks before Christmas, my mom and dad would say, okay, like write a few things on a list and like let us know what you want. And like we kind of knew like we're not going to get everything on this list, but we're going to put our requests in. We're going to ask for some specific things. So we'd write our list and we'd give it to mom and dad. And then we'd be like counting down the days. And for some reason, our family opened gifts in the evening. I think maybe it was mom and dad's idea to like, be able to sleep in <laughs> so that we wouldn't wake them up in the morning, perhaps. Anyway, so, you know, I, I specifically remember, like, Kevin and me. So Kev's my next oldest brother, and we'd just be, like, so pumped. We'd be kind of, like, peeking at the presents, but, like, we weren't bad kids, you know? Like, we would actually look inside. Anyway, we would, um, yeah, be, like, looking at the presents, like, oh, this one's for you, this one's for me. Oh, what about, th this could be this what we asked for. Like, this might be the thing that was on the list. Oh, my goodness, I can't wait. And then it's Christmas Day, and we're, like, having a great time. And then we go into the living room. Everyone's filtering in, and it's, like, almost time. So excited, so excited. And it's, like, bam, the hour has come. It's time to open presents, and we're all sitting there. And we just stare at the presents. They're so pretty. We just love them. And then we all just go to bed and move on with our lives and move on with December. <laughs> No, are you kidding? We ripped into those things because we were like, what's inside? What was on my list that is here? And man, I've just been thinking like, maybe some of us are really good at this, but how many of us, we put a request in and we just walk away and we don't open our hands and go, okay, God, like, what are you giving me? I'm going to unwrap it. Because guys, God always, always, always hears us and he always answers our prayer. So are you ready to rip open that Christmas gift? Don't just leave it under the tree. What's the point? <laughs> if you ask and if you don't receive, what's the point? So I just want to encourage some of you, man, you can receive. You can get ready to receive something. And I'm actually really excited about this morning because I want us to actually practice this. And we're going to get to that in a second. And again, some of you may be really, really good at this. You're really good at noticing, hey, God, you answered that prayer. Thank you. Praise you. You know, celebrate. But some of us, let's be reminded, we get to open something. We get to receive something because our God is so good. He's a good father. You know, again, this is something I need to be reminded of because, again, messaging with one of my friends. And um, I was actually complaining about something. And I was like, there's things going on, blah, blah, blah. 
And my friend, in her gracious wisdom and kindness, messaged back, and she's like, okay, like, praying for you, but, like, did you actually notice that you just talked about an answer to prayer? Like, little did you know, like, that thing that you mentioned, we were actually praying about months ago, and it sounds like God's answered it, and you're frustrated about this other surrounding thing, but God actually answered a prayer. Did you even notice? (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) right. (laughs) And man, like, again, hopefully most of you are better at this than I am, but there's times when I just forget. And man, our God is so good. And like, how disappointing would it have been on Christmas Day in the Brink family if all the kids didn't open the presents from mom and dad? How disappointed would they be if they're like, look, we shopped, we wrapped, we put it under there, you made a list, you're not even opening it. And man, I just feel like God wants to like see our faces when we open up that gift and when we see what he has given us. I want to read from John 16, 23. Ooh, breaking away from Luke 11. (laughs) John 16, 23 and 24. Jesus is speaking again. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I just love this verse. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Man, he wants to answer. He wants us to ask. He wants to answer. He wants to provide and he wants to see us receive. And I just feel like there's so much joy in that and I just want to remind us of that. Man, we can ask and we can be confident knowing he's going to answer us. There's a couple of really, really practical ways that, again, these are in the sermon notes, but just ways that you can track with you're asking and you're receiving. And one of those ways is um, community, kind of like I talked about before, how my friend totally called out in me, <laughs> hey, God's answered that prayer. And I love, a, I love this about small group as well. We can ask and we can receive and we do it together. Like even, oh man, this was so cool. This past week in my small group, um, one of the ladies and she wasn't excited about sharing this, but she was just like, hey, like, I, I actually just need a new stove. This is just a need in my life. And the rest of us were like, okay, cool. Like, we're, we're praying for a new stove. Awesome. We're just going to pray. And honestly, a few days later, it wasn't even that long, she posted a picture in our group, and she's like, I got a new stove. <laughs> and it was like, what? Oh, yeah, God, you answer prayer. <laughs> you provide for us. You actually hear what we're saying. And it was like, it was such a cool opportunity for our small little community to see, to see someone asking and to see God providing. And again, I know some of us might get frustrated because it's like, well, God didn't provide that quickly for me, which is why we need to be persistent. And God knows God is a good father. He knows what we need when we need it. And he's not going to leave us destitute. He's not going to leave us forsaken. He's going to provide what we need when we need it. We just need to ask him. Can you guys actually start playing for me? Make some holy music in the background. (laughs) From Luke 11. That's right, Chelsea. (laughs) Play me a Luke 11 song. So good. Um, One other really, really practical way 
I'm just throwing out ideas for you, okay? And some of you may have totally different ideas that you can share with your small group this week. But one other idea is make a prayer journal. I actually found an old prayer journal recently that I had started like years ago. It was in Cornwall and I had been in Australia for a number of years. So I just like dusted it off and I was like, oh my goodness, request, 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 answer, 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 answer. And I was like, oh my goodness, like God, you have provided, you have done so much in my life and I just needed to be reminded. So I just encourage you, grab a piece of paper and a pen is really all you need. But if you like stationery like I do, get a new notebook, get some markers, <laughs> make it fun. Because <clears throat> another, another answer to prayer that I experienced in my life, which I just want to share with you, I'm just going to share a few stories, okay? Just story time, testimony time. And you guys can do this in your small group as well, but... When I went to Australia, there was a section of time, there was like two months of time when I wasn't in school, I was just working from home. And I was like, you know what? I wanna live by the beach, cause who doesn't? Um, but I was like, how am I gonna find an apartment by the beach for only two months? I don't know how that's all gonna work, but God, this is, I would just like to have this. And turns out I got an apartment for just two months, exactly what I needed. It was literally a 30-second drive from the beach. Hallelujah. <laughs> it was beautiful. But months and months later, I was going through my journal, and in it was just like a really tiny entry, and all it said, and it was at the time I was praying for an apartment, all it said, <laughs> this sounds so not spiritual, but it's a cool story. I had prayed. I was like, God, I want an apartment, and I want an apartment with white walls. <laughs> I was just like asking big. I was like, not only an apartment, but I want something really specific. I don't even know why. I probably saw something cool on Pinterest and I was like, white walls. It just looks so nice by the beach. Wow. Anyway, but this is months after I had like finished my time living in Australia. I was living in Canada and I opened up this journal entry and I was like, oh my goodness, I prayed for an apartment with white walls. And guys, I kid you not, the apartment not only had white walls in every room, it had a white kitchen table, it had white chairs, it had a white couch, I had a white car. Just all of these things that I was like, oh my word, I didn't like God, thank you. Like, and again, that's such like a small thing, but he loves to answer small and big things. And I was like, man, unless I had written that down and unless I had gone back and read what I had prayed, maybe I would have totally forgotten God and maybe I totally would have not celebrated the fact that you answered a prayer of my heart. So man, I encourage you guys, like make a prayer journal, write it down, put it on a post-it note. I know my mom does this. She'll put post-it notes on her mirror to like remind her of things. Or tell community, tell somebody that you trust to tell them, hey, I'm, I'm just asking for this. And maybe it's a big ask. Maybe it's a small ask, whatever it is. But you just go, I'm just asking for this and I'm getting ready to receive this. I'm actually going to ask everybody who's watching, um, can you just stand up wherever you are, if you're able to. We don't usually ask this, but I just want to encourage everybody. I actually can't see the comment screen for some reason, but I know that you guys are all there. Um, just stand up wherever you are. Just change your posture for a second because I really want to just put this into practice and the worship team's just going to play. They're not going to sing anything. But just stand up. I just want to read 1 John 5, 14 to 15 over us. It says, and we are confident Come on, we're going to build some confidence today. We are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. 
And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. And I just want to take a few seconds. I'm not going to speak. You're just going to hear music. Don't be awkward about it (laughs) if you're in the room with other people. Just everybody do this together. But I just want you to ask. Whisper it out. Speak it out. Use your voice. What's, what's going on in your world? What's going on in your heart that you just need Holy Spirit to come and move in? And maybe you haven't asked. Maybe you've asked before, but I want you to ask again. Again, we're persistent people, right? We're going to keep on asking because our God is good and he knows. He knows what we need when we need it. So just take a second. Just ask him. Be bold. Use your voice. Just a few seconds more. (laughs) He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. All right, and as you're standing there, I just want you to put your hands out in whatever way is comfortable for you. And I just want you in faith, whether you want to speak this out, whisper it out, just say, God, in faith, I just receive that answer to that prayer, to that request that you've just put in and asked him for. He hears you. He's going to answer you. You know, we might not know what it looks like. I, I do believe, though, that right now there's some of you who maybe you've asked for peace. Maybe you've asked for an answer to something that's going on in your life. And I just believe he's going to drop some answers to you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep your hands open, just like you're about to receive the best Christmas gift ever. Just get ready to receive it, unwrap it. And again, I just believe some of, some of you are receiving something right now. Some of you, it's maybe take a few days, but just get ready to receive it. And hey, everybody just stay in that posture. And I just, I just want to address anybody who might be here for the first time, the hundredth time, and you don't actually know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And again, everyone else, just stay in your posture of receiving. But if there's anyone you don't know Jesus personally, man, all you have to do is ask. And all you have to do is receive. And a really simple way of doing that is just praying and I'll guide you through a prayer. But if you don't know Jesus personally, this is the best thing you could ever do with your life. And so I just want to ask you to repeat these words after me if that's you. And other people will repeat the words as well. You're not doing this alone. But just say, Jesus, thank you for loving me just the way I am. I believe you are God. I believe Jesus died on the cross and rose again to save me from my sin. I want new life, Jesus, and I receive it right now from you. Come into my heart and make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I am so excited for you. 
And I would just ask if you're, if you're feeling okay with it, just put in the comments, I prayed that prayer or get in touch with us somehow because we really honestly, we just want to celebrate with you that you've made this incredible decision. We also would love to just get you a Bible, get you some resources. So if that's you, make sure you get in touch with us because we just can't wait to hear about that. Again, I can't see the comments, so maybe someone's commenting right now, but we're just so pumped for you. And hey, my time is up, but I just want to pray for us that we would just go into this week in faith, just receiving and not being afraid to ask for whatever God wants to do. So Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for your word over us. Thank you that you are a good father. And I pray right now, God, that our faith would be stirred to continue to ask, to ask persistently, God, to not be afraid. And God, I thank you in advance for the answers to prayer. God, the testimonies that are going to flood into small groups this week of how you have just come because we asked and because we're your children. And so, God, I just pray that you'd anoint every person as they step into the afternoon, into their Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and as we see them next week, God. Would you just move in our lives? We love you so much, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, Chris. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a word. Uh, Karen, well done. I was texting with Pastor during the service because he wasn't, couldn't be here this morning for numbers sake, but he just said, tell you, he's so proud of you. You just hit it out of the park. You know, Yesterday, um, Roy and I were able to connect with some pastors. And, and, you know, there's something when you join with someone and you begin to pray. And we just felt after that time of praying that we just felt lifted up. Like just, you know, when, when you can gather, and as Karen said, when she would text her friend and, and just pray. But there's something about when you reach out to someone else and you say, can you pray for me? And can we pray together? And, and Jesus just knew what Roy and I needed yesterday. We love Pastor Frank and Chris Satius from Oshawa. And Pastor just, you know, he'll do anything and go anywhere and drive anyway. Um, but just a time of prayer and refreshing and being filled up with Jesus. Uh, we all need it. And we all need to ask and we all need to reach out in those times. We have some prayer requests this morning and we're standing with people. Um, we're just people that are feeling broken and, and are full of anxiety and um, people that are grieving today. Cancer. You know, the enemy just tries to come in and flood our minds and, and flood our thoughts with all this stuff. And you know, when we focus on the stuff, we take our eyes off of Jesus. And we got to keep our eyes on the Father and keep our eyes on the prize and keep our eyes on the race. Because we're in a race. We're in, we're, you know, we're all going for the finish line. And that's when we'll meet our Heavenly Father face to face. But while we're here on earth and we're in our earthly bodies, we're still in the race. We're still pressing. And Jesus is with us. And we just need to keep our eyes on him during this time where cancer is trying to take us down. Brokenness is trying to take us down. You know, a loss of a loved one, the loss of our children, not only a, a loss of a child, but a loss of a child that has walked away and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I think there's more out there in the world than this can offer. You know, our kids become so blinded. 
and we're going to pray for our kids, and we're going to pray for those prodigals, and we're going to pray that Jesus will bring them back where they belong. In the house, standing where their parents prayed for them since they were wee little babies, and they've walked away. But I am praying today that the prodigals will return home. That they won't only return home, but they'll run home to their heritage for what we have prayed and what we have done and what we have given for such a time as this where they will come home because these are the days that Jesus is bringing them home. These are the days that Jesus is pulling on hearts. These are the days that Jesus has said, it is finished. It is time to return home. You know, God knows, and we need to pray, and we need to press in, and we need to say, we are not giving up until they're back where they belong. You know, even the enemy tries to rob us. He puts sickness in our bodies. He puts thoughts in our minds, and we're going to stand against it in these days because I'm telling you as I'm standing here this morning, God has a destiny for us, for harvest, for Cornwall, for our region, for our world. God has a destiny. Father, we come to you this morning, God, and we are coming against, and we are fighting back, and we are saying, Satan, you back off. You have no place in our marriages. You have no place in our children. You have no place in our bodies. You have no place in our minds. We are temples of Jesus Christ. And we're standing this morning and we're taking back what's ours and we're saying we're calling our children home and we're breaking off the sickness and we're breaking off the mental anguish in our minds. And Father, we're calling for peace. Father, that you will just flood us with peace this morning. God, we're praying for those that are weary that you will put rest in their bodies, that you will just let their minds rest. All those millions of things that rush through our heads, God. You have a place, Father, in their minds that you can just put them to rest, Jesus. Father, you are just such a good, good God. This word this morning is so timely. As simple as a Christmas gift under the tree. And the excitement that we can have that same kind of excitement as we approach the altar and say, Jesus... Do you hear me this morning? He hears you. He hears every prayer. He sees every tear. He hears every cry because he's the father that loves us. Thank you, God, for all you do for us, for me, for us, because you love us so much. Father, we just want to worship you and praise you. And all those services done, God, we want to just take you through our day and our week. And God, you just get us through. Thank you in your name we pray. Amen. Come on. We want to celebrate some. granddaughter who had pneumonia. Um, it's over. It's gone. It's gone. We were praying for that. Kendall, who had an angina attack, is now home from the hospital and feeling better. Come on. Uh, Leonard's niece, Leslie, was released from the hospital in his home. And a negative COVID test. 
that is something to celebrate this morning. Come on. God wants us to celebrate. You know, he's here in our prayers, but he wants us to celebrate that when he does something, that's a party. Um, if you can just email us, text, leave a voicemail, we want to pray for you. We want to believe with you. We want to stand with you. And uh, so make sure you do that. We're continuing our worship nights and our small group nights on Tuesday. So if you could join us live on Facebook or YouTube at 7 p.m. And, and, you know, we love to worship. We come together. And um, so make sure you just sign on on that night and just be with us before you go to your small groups. Well, my partner's not here today, you can see. Um, we miss him. He's at home, but he is watching the service, and he is here. And, you know, we love you, Harvest. We are getting through this day by day. We're praying our way through it. We're retrofitting our prayer life. But, you know, there is a day when this was over, and we'll look back and we'll say, remember when? But I think in these days, God's doing his greatest work. He, he really is. I just feel the greatest things. And when we all come together, there's going to be stories to be told. And I think that's going to be the cool thing. So we love you, Harvest. Um, stay safe. And we'll see you back here next week. But first Tuesday night. <laughs>